0: Welcome to another Ad Talk podcast where we talk everything attention deficit disorder related. So, last time we talked a little bit about assigned reading and why it can be problematic, and today I wanted to kind of change the pace of where we're going. And I really want to delve into what it's like to be impulsive because I think sometimes people just don't understand how bad it is when it comes to attention deficit disorder or ADHD or whatever you want to call it. There seems to be this idea that we can control our impulse and to a degree we can but there is a there is a struggle in doing so sometimes and sometimes it's it's inevitable you see when i have a thought it's it lingers until I make it happen. Now I want to make sure that this is absolutely clear okay I'm not a professional I am not a therapist or a doctor or anything like that. I am simply speaking on the I from the perspective of someone who has attention deficit disorder. that is what I am. I am talking about my anecdotal experience. And I'm not here to give medical advice or, or explain through medical reasons or anything like that. I'm just going off of my experience and what I know it's like to be impulsive. There could be a billion different reasons why to explain it, but this is just what I experience. And there could be people that have a different level of impulsivity And it's not always going to be the same. So please, you know, don't generalize. Don't think that, oh, just because I feel this way, this is how everyone feels this way. You know, I'm always just talking about myself, really. Um, But it's also something that can be applied to a lot of people with attention deficit order. Which is why I like to talk about it. Um, And I also want to make it very clear that if you ever recognize yourself within this podcast, if I ever say something that you relate to, and you don't have a diagnosis for attention deficit disorder, please don't just assume that you have ADD or ADHD or something else, because it is always better to get a professional opinion on what you're going through and see for yourself if you actually do have a disorder um, and not to self-diagnose you never want to self-diagnose because you're always gonna have different results and it's always gonna be different um, so always get a professional's opinion before anything else so now that we've gotten the legal liability out of the way let's get into what if what is it like to be impulsive well it's a little bit complicated to talk about actually because it's not always obvious sometimes it is and it's more like I really need to fight it or I just cave um and basically what happens is I will get this thought in my head and it will stay there until I do something about it. You want to know why I interrupt or suddenly have a random, like, blurt... Like, suddenly I, like, blurt something out that maybe we were talking about, like, 20 minutes ago? It's probably because I had that thought in my head for the past 10, 30 minutes, and now I have to say it. And I think that people need to realize that the more like you don't let someone with like ADHD or really any type of impulsivity is that the more likely they are just going to interrupt. And it's not to be rude. It's not necessarily on purpose. It's just that I have this constant thought in my head And if I don't say it, I'm going to go insane. And that's kind of what it's like to be impulsive. Like it, it's kind of like if you have an itch, you're going to want to scratch it. And yes, you can try to not scratch that itch because it's definitely going to make it worse. But there is also comfort in knowing that scratching the itch is going to relieve yourself at least for that time. So, is it better to scratch the itch or wait it out? And then, the longer you wait it out, it might get worse. And the worse it gets, the harder it is to fight. And then, at some point, you're going to just cave. And that's kind of what it's like to be impulsive. I always have like 30,000 thoughts going in and out of my head. And sometimes, by the time that I actually need to speak, I forget about it. And that and then it's frustrating because then as soon as we move on, I I am already thinking about what we what I actually wanted to say and now I have to say it again. And I have to say it before I lose thought or is I'm not going to like sleep <laughs> because I'm just gonna be thinking about it. And then the other thing about impulsivity is that we tend to act before we think. And this is a consistent thing with people with adhd and and other disorders like again remember that uh, impulsivity is not just adhd it is a symptom with multiple disorders attached to it um same thing with anxiety same thing with a lot of other like neurological uh, disorders you know they tend to like cross with each other that's why it's so hard to diagnose uh, because a lot of the symptoms end up colliding with each other basically and there's very distinct differences between each of the disorders. That's why you should always, always get a professional's opinion because one, you might not, you might not even have a disorder and two, you might, have, you might not have the disorder that you think you have. And it's always going to be confusing. That's why it's better to talk to a professional and just get their input and then also get a second opinion and maybe even a third opinion depending on what you get. Um, so, I've had multiple instances in my life where I've really felt the heat of impulsive, impulsivity. It's, it happens quickly, and it, and it's not pleasant. It's not, it's not like it's like chronic, it's not like a chronic pain or anything, but it's annoying. I mean, think about... If you ever had a song stuck in your head, it's something like that. It's not exact, but it's kind of like having a song stuck in your head. And you're constantly thinking about it 24-7. And then at some point, you just need to like sing it or or something. But instead of a song, it's kind of just a thought. And sometimes it's not always an appropriate thought. Sometimes it's... (laughs) Sometimes it's dark humor. Sometimes it's, it's not something that you want to say, but you're thinking about it. And uh, you know that it's inappropriate. You know that you shouldn't say it, but you want to say it. And then at some time, sometimes you do, and sometimes you're able to just ignore it. Now, that doesn't mean that we necessarily want to say it. <laughs> I mean, there's people with Tourette's that literally can't control what they, what they say. And then there's people with ADHD that can't necessarily control their thoughts. And it's not always something that, like, you really want to do. But it's more like, it's, it's kind of like curiosity. Like, what if I push this button? Like, what if I say this thing? What if I want to do this, like, one thing? Just this one time. And there is kind of a connection to, like, addiction or or something like that. Like, oh, you know, it's just going to be one more time. Oh, it's just going to, you know, I can put it down any (laughs) time. And the question is, like, do I want to? Uh, With impulsivity, it's, um, it's kind of, it's, it's one of those things that you know you have, but you can't really explain it to someone. No one's really going... No one with... with no- Someone who doesn't have a disorder like ADHD or attention deficit disorder isn't necessarily going to understand what it's really like to be impulsive and what it's really like and why we do interrupt. Um, and I think that... Sometimes people, like, forget about that. Even in my, like, friend's group. Like, people will get, like, annoyed because they'll be like, oh, I was speaking. I was, you know, didn't you hear me talking? Uh, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, but I need to say this. And when you push down, I mean, you should never really let someone interrupt you. But if it's, like, once in a while and you know the person has, like, ADHD... Maybe just let them because it's really hard to just remain silent and just sit still like people want you to when you have this impulsiveness. Um, like there's times where it might happen like they're in like a test or an exam. It might happen during just a conversation. It might happen during a meeting and. What happens is that if, like, if you ask us a question, if you ask me a question, I'll start thinking of the answer. And you might not be done with your question or your point, and, but I have already formed my response, and so I'm just waiting to unleash it. And if you just go on and on and on and on and on, you're not letting me respond to what you're saying. And what will happen is that you'll move on right? You, you, you move on to a different topic, but I still have my response. So I'm like, hey, no, I want to add my response. <laughs> and so I just say it. <laughs> and it might be like, it might have been like 20 minutes ago when you talked about the one thing, but I still want to talk about because it it's in my head and it's been in my head, but you just keep blabbing on and on and on and on and, on and you know, letting me actually talk. And so... You kind of run into that, to that situation when, I mean, I think anyone can get annoyed with that, but with ADHD, it's a lot harder to fight back. Like, it's just going to come out. Like, uh, I need to say this, and I need to say it, because otherwise it's going to be in my head for the rest of the day, and I'm going to be like, I never got to say this thing, and they never got to hear my point. And this is annoying. So, I often get I often get questions about like why I am always the one who's like raising my hand in class and like answering questions and part of that is to actually participate. But most of that is because I just have a thought in my head. It might be the wrong thought, but I have a thought in my head and I want to say it. So I do. <laughs> and um if I don't get the chance to do that it's just annoying and sometimes it can come off as selfish or like I want to like hog the spotlight but in reality it's just that I just had this new thought I want to share it and I will and there's pretty much nothing that will stop me and it's (laughs) sometimes we end up with regrets later like um, Maybe I'll tweet something. Oh, tweeting with when impulsive, that's that's it. tweeting and impulsivity is not a good mix uh, because you end up saying things that you would, in the end f- regret. And sometimes you can delete it and no one will notice, other times people have already seen it. And when it's when it's combined with something like, I don't know, depression or um, anxiety or other disorders, especially when you have a mix of disorders, you end up with, well, you end up with mixed results. And sometimes, like, you, you think, yeah, this is great. This is, I'm going to push this out. I'm going to say this and I'm not going to delete it. And then you post it and then you delete it because you, you're you so scared of the response back, but you wanted, you wanted to say your point and The thing is, is that a lot of like social media platforms nowadays, it's kind of fear mongering in a way where you're too afraid to say anything because you don't want to be the person to be thrown on the bus and into the fire and, you know, have the mob come after you. And then at the same time, you also have this impulse feeling like, I still need to say this. And, you know, sometimes you can type it out and just delete it and then forget about it. But sometimes, you know, you do want the recognition and the acknowledgement that you, that you, that you said this thing. And that's when you get into the hot water of, like, the conversations and everything that people have. So you I mean it makes everything so stressful. And that's kind of what it's like to be kind of impulsive as well, is that there's this kind of stress that the thing that you're going to say is going to piss people off. And so you, like, try to, like, bury it, but it's in your head already, and you just want to say it to someone or aloud, and you just need to say it. Uh, I like, to, what I like to do is I like to have, like, audio journals, basically, where I just, like, record, like, an hour-long thing, two hours, three hours. I just rant myself it's never gonna go public and then I delete it later and then and then I've gotten everything off my chest and then there's no record of it pretty much and it it definitely is better than just having it be in my head now when it comes to the severity of impulsivity like I said it can vary Not only depending on the scenario, but also depending on just how severe someone's ADHD is. Some people have terrible impulsivity and some people don't really have impulsivity at all. It's kind of a spectrum of impulsivity and it kind of just depends on like, cause you know, sometimes like there are symptoms for a drug or whatever. And some people will have certain symptoms, and other people will have different symptoms. And some people will have it more than the other person, and they might still have the symptom, but it's not as it's not to the same degree as the person next door. It's kind of like um, if you've ever had like melatonin or I don't know something else, you know something something like that, like, sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it does, sometimes you need a bigger dosage, sometimes you need a smaller dosage, it really just depends on the person you are and like what will work for you and sometimes there is no clear answer, sometimes people think that just because we take medication is just gonna solve everything and we like to think that too but it doesn't always do that because one, the medication is always temporary. And two, the medication doesn't always solve that thing. It might solve like our focus. We might be more focused and that's what a lot of them do, I think. Um, but that doesn't necessarily solve our impulsivity. And sometimes <laughs> we forget things. Like if we're if we're on medication and then off medication, you know, it wears off and we forget the things that happened when we were <laughs> on medication. That's why it's important to like write things down and and try to keep notes or whatever because it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to end up forgetting. And especially if you have ADHD like me, you know, I'm sure there's tons of people who thought that they would remember something, didn't write it down, and then they forgot about it later. You know, just like, (sighs) and the amount of like keys that I've lost, oh god. I couldn't, well, it's not really keys. Keys weren't really an issue, although they were kind of an issue. I mean, I, I always ended up finding my keys. The real problem with the pencils, I would have a full pack of, like, 12 pencils or whatever, all sharpened, all brand new, and they would be gone by the next day <laughs> because I just went through them and I lost all of them. And, you know... That's kind of the other thing with impulsivity, is that you think you know, and you think you'll be fine, and then you're not. And then it's too late. And it's like, Ugh, what happened to my pencil? Oh god. And it's not always a pencil that you lose. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's more important things, like your retainers, or... Uh, I don't know, your wallet or your phone. The phone is easy because the phone has the the find my iPhone thing, you know? Find my phone. I think, uh, I think that I think that Google also has an alternative for, like, Androids, but I don't know. I don't Android and we, <laughs> uh, I only I, I've only ever had an iPhone so I don't know but I assume that you know technology you can track your phone anywhere pretty much um, but you know the point is that it's very easy to lose things and we're not always, we're not always thinking about it and then it just happens and I'm sure there's many people who could, with ADHD who could talk about the times that they have forgotten where they put something in and end up being in its original space or sometimes it's not. And then the biggest problem is when it's not in its original spot. And you moved it and then you've just forgot where you put it and then you find it like 10 days later, but it's already too late. <laughs> uh that happened to me with some homeworks assignments like i would have them i would put them in my backpack and then i would end up losing them and then when it was due i wouldn't have them to turn in even though i did it Uh, that's why i appreciate digital turn-ins because the physical ones oh god those are those are a nightmare because you're most likely going to forget about it and then you just won't have it the day that it's due you might have done it like a week ago but you won't have it when when it's due, and you know sometimes teachers are very particular about when they when 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 they want something, and sometimes that doesn't work for someone with ADHD. <laughs> Impulsivity is hard to detect sometimes. Sometimes you know what's going on, but it's really hard to fight. Other times it just happens, and you're like, "Shit, well." Fuck. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't always work. But, you know, it just depends. I don't know how I can really describe impulsive It's kind of like, if you're an older sibling, and you have a, you know, like a little sibling. Like a, I don't know, like, a, like you're 17, and they're like, I don't know, 5. And they keep pestering you until you cave that's kind of what impulsivity is like like you have this like constant thought in your head and it's annoying and you want to get rid of it and the only way to get rid of it is to do something about it either to say something do something or find some way to just forget about it and more likely than not the answer is to just say it or do it Um. Yeah, it's it's probably the best way to describe impulsivity. So if I ever interrupt you, don't take it personally, please. (laughs) I don't mean to be the interrupting person, but sometimes I can't stop it. And then also, I think that, like, if you know the other person has ADHD and... You know that impulsive may be a little bit more forgiving when they interrupt because more likely than not they can't help it, like they really can't. <laughs> Believe me, I know that it is it is really difficult. Now, there don't get me wrong; there are people that interrupt constantly and they're just annoying. But there's ones where it's like they're not trying to interrupt; it just that happens. And I think people need to be a little bit more forgiving when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, maybe you were trying to talk, but also at the same time, if you were talking for the past 10 minutes and someone says something and, or you go on like a long, you know, sometimes people go like on a long sentence and say, oh, I'm going to finish my thought." And they're like, okay, you're going to finish your thought and then I can speak. But then they go on for like 10 more minutes and then they go to the next person and it's not you. (laughs) And it's like, come on, like you, 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 you go through all of this and you wonder why I interrupt. That's why I interrupt (laughs) because you go on for like 20 minutes and I have my thoughts and it's really hard. It is really hard to fight back on them. Like, I don't think people understand the what, is, what it's truly like to have something on the top of your brain. is going to stay there. You're not going to forget about it. At least not in the moment. And it's just there. You need to say it. Or you need to do something. But you know you shouldn't. And this person is talking for like 10 minutes. And they say they were, they said they were gonna finish their thought and their thought ends up being like five minutes longer. It's like, you know, I understand the want to like get your point across, but at the same time, if finishing your thought means that you're gonna take another five minutes to talk. (laughs) Maybe let the person with ADHD talk a little bit. I mean, especially, you know, their thing is probably going to be brief anyways. Unless they end up going on a tangent and then, you know. But I think sometimes people like to do monologues. They don't like it when the other person talks. And that can be a big problem. (laughs) I don't know. Kind of combined, like, uh, topics until one but I think it kind of works it's like if I were to describe the mind of ADD I don't think I have a solid answer because there's many things that like happen inside my head that are just not really easy to explain And it's something that only people with ADHD or something similar will ever understand. And people without any disorders of any kind or without those specific kinds of disorders, like, it's kind of hard. Like, it's kind of like, if you've never been blind or deaf, you're not going to be able to really understand their experiences like, yeah, you can you can kind of put a blindfold on, but peop- you know people who are blind have different variant you know their 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 eyesight is varying, you know they they're not always just pitch black, and then also, when you're blindfolded, you still think in images, right you're still picturing the images that are that you know exist, like you know what a pencil looks like. You know what a keyboard looks like. You might be able to feel where all of the keys are. You know that QWERTY is at the top and then it's A S D F, and then it's ZXCV. And that's something that a blind person might not ever know. Like they don't think in images. They don't think in, in typing but people have that challenge of understanding what that is like. And it's kind of similar to ADHD where there are kind of symptoms and there, there, there's, there's traits that are hard to explain. And for a normal person, it might come off as rude or, you know, obnoxious. But with some of the ADHD, it's just something that they can't help. It's just like any other disorder where there are certain things that are going to happen... And it's, there's not really a solution to it. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's hard to live with sometimes. And I think sometimes, you know, ADHD kind of gets disregarded as a disorder or or something like that. And people don't take it seriously enough. Just because it's a common disorder and it's not, it's not chronic, like it doesn't cause chronic pain or anything like that. But it is, it is a struggle. It is a genuine struggle sometimes. And just like with any disorder, there are good things and there are bad things about it. And the impulsivity can be both sometimes. Like literally, it can be both. <laughs> it can be both good and bad. Like, at least I'll have a quick reaction time. But <laughs> sometimes it's just annoying. And sometimes it least into hot water. And sometimes I end up doing things that I didn't want to do. But I but, I, but my brain wanted to do it. <laughs> uh, it's just... I think also people just need to be more accommodative to people with disorders in general. I think people try to sometimes, but they're not really. It's kind of like how sometimes people try to help someone who is like blind or vision impaired. But they don't actually help them. They're just, they don't realize that what they're doing is actually causing a problem and not really helping. It's only making the problem bigger. Well, sometimes when people try to accommodate people with ADHD or something like that, they're not being accommodative. They're just being annoying. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's its hard to explain why one thing is not going to work versus the other. And then sometimes in different scenarios, like, sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't. Like, people with ADHD tend to have the accommodation of extra time. And people think that's a luxury. People don't realize that just because I have more time doesn't mean I actually have more time. Because half of that time is going to be spent staring at the ceiling and wondering how many tiles there are. And like looking around and like you know, trying to like figure out this one thing in my head. And you know, sometimes extra time is not really extra time. It's just an adjustment to be like, oh kinda like it like for me, like with math, it's gonna take me longer. Especially if it's like calc like pre calc or like anything like that and it's just ugh I don't even want to think about it <laughs> oh god um but yeah I think that's kind of it I mean I probably could make this episode longer but I don't really know I mean impulsivity is just one of those things that's kind of hard to explain and I think that's where it ended so, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, you know, there's a lot of different topics that we're going to end up talking about. Some of them more serious than others, some of them more fun than others, I have a bunch planned. This one is a little bit more on the serious side, so I hope you guys, like, actually kind of take it seriously a little bit. Um, yeah, I like to make it a little, like, light and fun, but sometimes, you know, sometimes it's a little bit more than than what people think and I think it's just important to understand what the that people with disorders you know sometimes they're gonna have to do things that they don't wanna do or they can't control and you know it's important to understand that and if one of those things is impulsive I mean it's called impulsive it's called impulsive for a reason I mean <laughs> impulsive is literally just like something that you just can't control you know you're impulsive so you You act before you think. And yeah, yeah, there's a reason why it's called being impulsive. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.